Why don't you like Poguno? Bro, that's one of the worst nicknames I've ever heard. It's not by force for a tandem to have <laughs> to have a nickname, bro. Yeah, bro. Yeah, but at least it sounded reasonable. Like it sounded okay how, in how, that area. How did it sound reasonable? The name itself, like Schmidtfield, it flows. Like Poguno is so forced. Like oh, they, they must have a name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like every other. It's like it's like every other. Um, no, it's like not. Other, it is. It is. No, it is. Bro, this is the worst thing I've ever heard in my entire life. People do random name mergers for their favorite couple. Like, why can't we do the same? Bro, if it no, I said if it sounds good, I don't care if it makes sense, but it sounds terrible. It doesn't have to sound good. Yes, it does, guys. Yeah, that's the whole point. So so what do you want? It's like saying, wait, 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 pause. If I came and said I need a name for CR and the bala, I said Ron Bala. It will sound horrible. Like it makes no sense. Like it is just forced, bro. You're just hating. You're just hating. <laughs> no, it's a bro, but it's like a terrible thing to do there. Don't care. Okay, please. Uh, give me one for Rashford, Marshall, and Greenwood too now. Um, MMM. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's the intro. Let's start. <laughs> Uh, hello everyone. Uh, welcome back again to the Bias Football Show. It's our, uh, you know, fan-based podcast where everyone's an expert. The home of agendas, vendettas, and everything in between. I'm joined today by my very good friend Chris, and uh, today we're talking all things United, uh, Manchester musings. DGG done, Sancho soon come, and the Poguno project, of which um, Chris is vehemently against that name. Because <laughs> I'm moderating today, that name stands. Um, just My a quick one. Uh, what do you think of? How do you assess uh, Friday's game against Spurs? I mean, I can't say I was surprised by the results. I thought Spurs would be a bit more industrious or rather a bit more adventurous because they're at home. And Mourinho's typical MO is try and win all the games at home and then if it's against the team, it can draw on the road. Mm-hmm. I thought we'd see a bit more, you know, flair, a bit more, like just a bit like a bit more of a progressive mentality. Even like from the lineup, I thought we'd see a bit more. But I was happy to sit back. Um, we didn't really have the players to break them down. Rashford, obviously, after a long layoff, he wasn't as sharp as you two. Yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess that happened when you carry 3.1 million school kids on your back. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't as sharp as you'd expect. Um, Marshall, same thing. Um, he was kind of isolated all game. Um, Bruno, obviously, I mean, we saw two Brunos, one before Pogba and one after Pogba. And I said, like, that's, I knew it was going to happen eventually, like with all good players. It was kind of like when it was just Pogba. Teams are foolish. They're going to key in on the fact that yeah. they're the only source of creativity and try and take him out of the game. So that's why I didn't like him getting carried away when he first came. That, oh, that why can't um, Pogba do this? Because Pogba had done similar things in some games, but like you can't mm-hmm. do every game when you're on your own. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, it's pretty much the same way. Uh, KDB has some bad games, but you know. Never gets mentioned because <laughs> racism. Um, 
Yeah, that's just the facts. Like, I'm not an expert, but I know what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, definitely. Um, much different game when he came on. Much different game when Greenwood came on. Because, oh, Daniel James. <laughs> I didn't yeah. want to speak. <laughs> I don't speak about because I mean it, the truth is, and like I don't care how unpopular it is. I don't really care what people are saying. But this about agendas. State your. I'm not about agenda. I just I don't feel like first of all I don't. If you go and check what he did in championship before, if he was like you know a player who had like twenty goals and twenty assists, and we brought him, I was okay. Fair enough. He was clearly a level above, but like. From what you, from I mean, I didn't watch him, so I, I can't say why well, I watched him and I was impressed. But from just the numbers, he didn't do anything special that warranted us buying him. So I don't feel like it's a case of looking to try and you know find like a diamond in the rough we brought him in, and he's clearly not ready for like this step up. Like I'm sure he's a good kid. Like there's nothing against the lad. But I just feel there are literally, as they say, there are levels to this, and yeah. this is a whole different level. So I just feel like. It's not productive for him. Like he gets run out, and it just leads to him being abused. When like it's not as if he signed himself and chose to play himself. So I just don't want to see a case where this persists. I mean, hopefully we do get Sancho. So I mean, it becomes a thing of the past, and we don't see him as often in important games. But I just feel like it's one of those signings where you ask the question, what was behind the signing? Hmm. Fair enough. Now let's talk about um let's talk about the man between the sticks. David De Gea. Um, I think I'll let you have that one first. <laughs> and, uh, what year was it that he almost left and uh, you know was saved by the fax machine? Was that twenty fifteen? I think it was twenty fifteen. Yeah, I think yeah, that that sounds about right. And uh, you know, he came in, uh got his head back in the game and Gave us some incredible, incredible saves, incredible games. But are we at the point where we are at, you know, thanks for the memories, but it's time to go? Or you think it's just one of those hiccups that happen every now and then, but he's just been, you know, unfortunate this season? I mean, the thing is, I don't even know what to think because, I mean... In terms of his prime years, I think we have wasted those. Like, I don't think we're going to see that behavior that like made impossible saves look routine. Yeah. But that, I mean, that doesn't mean he's finished as a top goalkeeper. I mean, I, I don't know if it's like a mental thing. I don't know if it, I honestly don't know what it is because I mean, in, in as much as I may not be hundred percent sold on our back line, it's markedly better than what we've had like when he was at his best. So I mean, you would think he would be excited to play mm-hmm. like, behind that kind of back line. So I, I don't know what it is, man. Like. I mean, one thing I can't say, and I obviously I'm not like a professional coach. I don't know what goes like the effect it has, rather. But I know I think we did this like we dismissed his um we dismissed his coach uh like the, his yeah, I yeah I think we dismissed his coach. So I mean maybe that played a role. Maybe he's not happy about that and it's not affecting him. I mean players have like their like they have yeah, their, mm-hmm. their routines and stuff. So mm-hmm. maybe that is what like I I don't know, man. Just feels like, cause honestly, even for Spain, he's not he's not really the same keeper. So I don't know if it's like when he's working with that guy, like that gets him in the, I don't know best possible shape and everything. Yeah. But honestly, I don't know. And I mean, the thing is, we do have another option. 
like we can go to the end of the trial, but just like one in terms of how do you move on from here, and then or like if you don't move on, it will be I believe it could cause like a rift in locker room if like Henderson is brought in and they are still there. So I mean, because they definitely don't want to be back up. So I'm not sure. Like I mean, to be fair, then again, maybe Henderson does come in for like maybe preseason, for example. Or that if we have a preseason, and you know, maybe that kind of like reignites a fire in the air. So I don't know, man. All these things can work both ways. Yeah, because it would hurt to lose Henderson on maybe loan or like. I mean, it's nice that we were kind of spoiled in that department, but um, I hate the uncertainty. Like I can't lie to you. It's and in a way, in ways like even talking about this, it feels like. Sometimes it feels like I'm betraying, you know, the hair for like, you know, all the good stuff he did for us in the past. But I mean we can't really have room for sentiments. Like we're trying to we're trying to progress. We're trying to and he can't he can't keep making these errors. I was saying the other day that um is he is he at the Manuel Neuer, you know, at that man Manuel Neuer stage where He's just started to drop off slightly because of how early he came into prominence. Because, I mean, 29 for a goalie, like, you're getting into your prime years. So, mm, the thing is, I don't really watch Neuer, like, week in, week out. So, I don't, I think that I don't see mistakes from Neuer, though. Like, I mean, obviously, I know, like, in, even at his prime, he had, like, a few big ones in big games. I remember, I think, was the champs against, um, was it um, Stankovic that scored from, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, then I think no. Yeah, but like, I don't see mistakes from Noya. Do like, I don't know, man. There's like, oh, just come on, this like... the World Cup. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was a massive howler to let South Korea score there. True, true. So I don't know, man. I honestly don't know. Like, I think, I mean, I I think if push came to shove, I would say bring Henderson in for preseason after his loan with Sheffield. Let, mm-hmm. Like maybe they have first half and then second half, and that kind of like tells the hair that you know you need to step it up again. I, I don't know, man. But then I mean, I, I, it's tricky because it's like okay, even if he does that, and then maybe we send Henderson back on and then he starts and like what do you do unless maybe like we call him in January? So I don't know. But does that mean that from September to January you have to now deal with mistakes? I don't know, man. To be like to be very honest, it's like you know, I guess what I think best thing to do watch the end of season and see like yeah. How, yeah, it's still, you know, it's like nine more games to be played, so we'll find out. And big one's coming up. We do play Sheffield next, right? Or is it Brighton? Uh, I believe it is Sheffield. Let me quickly yeah, check. Sheffield. We play Sheffield at Old Trafford, and that means Henderson won't be able to play because he's uh, yeah. he's tied. So, I mean, three points. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, um, yeah. So the midfield three. Um, well, two plus one is what I'd, I'd I'd call it now because the question is who should be the last defender and uh, the last midfielder in that three. A current like given our current squad, what what do you think the third? Because obviously, anybody selecting a you know starting next side has to have Bruno and Pogba in there. Who is the third midfielder holding it down? While these guys are being adventurous with their passing, man. Mm. Um, my surprise for him to hear me say this, but <laughs> I think I know you want to say 
I think we have to Matic, man. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. Nah, yeah, I think that that's all. I think it has to be him just to see him from the back four. Um, mm-hmm. Not take any risks. Just get the ball yeah. and find either football you know, and you can go from there. The only thing I worry about is just the fact that if, if the game does end up being a bit more open, he might be exposed. But, but I think I think that's even more why he, that's even a reason more why he's a uh, English is difficult for me today. <laughs> That's the more, more reason why he would be my choice as well, because I feel with Pogba and just our natural playing style, where it's always you know on the move, just always trying to turn the ball over quickly, you know, pump it up to Daniel James, run, Rashford, run, you know, Martial one twos, and uh, <clears throat> you have these guys spraying the passes and dictating the play. Sometimes, sometimes you need someone who can you know just. Slow things down a bit, like start the build, basically. Ultimately, um, in those situations, like that's how you can maintain control because I mean the two guys in front of him are already controlling the game, but with someone like Matic, you can slow things down, you know, distribute to either one of them, and then start knowing that okay, my job is just to pick the ball from the defense. Hand it over to the, these playmakers, and uh, you know, and Gary to sweep. Mm. But in, in terms of when games get open, I mean, I'd say Fred. I'd like to see Fred there. He gets a lot of stick, but um, I'm not. I'm not confident. I think I prefer to see um McTominay if game uh, game open just. I mean, I don't know. I think that would be the best option because um, I think Fred is a bit sloppy with the ball, but McTominay, he might not be, like, progressive with the ball, but I don't really see... I mean, maybe maybe I'm not thinking about it, but I don't really see him, like, lose the ball because he's sloppy with it. I see McTominay lose the ball trying to give it. <laughs> this man will fire a you know, 45 mile an hour pass to someone five feet away from him. And he did it again yesterday. I I, I, I remember, I think it was a pass to either Dan James or someone early in the second half. Well, okay. Um, When we do go into the market, who would you like to see there as that, as that third defensive midfielder? Oh, I mean, for me, easily, the choice should be um party. I think that should be the choice. It's a fair price for a player of his quality. Um, I think I calculated like for five million euros or something, or something in that range, which is more than adjusted fair. For, adjusted for COVID inflation, <laughs> bro. That's for that's for top brass to deal with. To be honest, uh-huh. but yeah, I think that's a fair price. Like, I mean, I felt last summer we could have tried to get um Indidi from Leicester, even though. And the thing about it for me, Shaapati is a better player than Indidi, and would cost less than what Leicester would be demanding for Indidi. So. I think those like I mean I think that would be the ideal player if not possible I don't really know any alternative that I would like. Indeed, would be a safer option in terms of knowledge of the league and all that. But I don't agree mm-hmm. that is mm-hmm. a better player. Mm-hmm. I think top player, top player. Like indeed, I mean safer, but then it's going to cost more. So yeah, for like, sure. And he, he might cost way more because probably like 
arguably their most like like integral players. So if they demand yeah, it, yeah, they aren't players, anymore. Like they might yeah. demand the same yeah. for Ndidi, which is crazy. So mm-hmm. yeah, fair enough. And then uh, finally, thoughts on Sancho and uh, you know just the Bundesliga experience in general. Mm, I mean, I saw a few, you know, snippets floating around that <laughs> that his head is already at Man United and that he's checked out. So, I mean, if true, great news. But, I mean, I can't trust anything until I see him sign dotted line with the jersey in hand. So, I mean, I think the fan player is exactly what we needed for years because I can't remember the last time we had a consistent right winger, as in yeah. someone who we can, we can rely upon. So, I think he fits perfectly. He's a great player. Um I mean, obviously, with every signing, the risk that, you know, maybe doesn't pan out. But I think yeah. the quality I've seen is worth it. Um, yeah. He literally can offer everything. He's very good. He has a high um, IQ, makes good decisions, passes well. He's very good in space, good on the ball, good off the ball. So, I don't, I mean, I think of too many weaknesses. Plus, he also gets goals. Yeah. And he's, he's, he's good in terms of fitness, too. Like, you see over the years, a lot of... You know, wingers are always easy to break down injuries and all that, and you know, stop start to their their career. But uh, how old is he? Nineteen, eighteen? No, uh, I don't know. I think nineteen or twenty. I think you know, I'm not you know too sure. Let me see if I can get that quickly. Uh, 20. yeah, it's twenty here. Yeah. So, um, one for the future, as we always like to do. <laughs> um, you know, Marshall. <laughs> One for the future. He's been playing for five years now. We're not saying anything, but you know, if I speak, no, please speak now. I uh, know it's not. I'm not. I'm not here for a martial agenda today. Um, I'll do another day. I'll just give give him a few more games to get his shit together because you know, run out of excuses. You know, his gloves were not black today. You know, his veins were not ice cold. <laughs> It just sounds like you're buying into no convenience propaganda that's been spouted by certain people. <laughs> I'm not going to get into that either. Uh, Marshall is your boy, and this is the biased podcast. It's not about being my boy. It's just, I mean, I think the Marshall thing is very simple. You tell me a time when he's played with a consistent and reliable midfield, then I'll hold my hands up and say that you, that you have me. I mean, Kane... Looked terrible yesterday. Why? Because there was no service. And I mean, obviously, he had the excuse of being off it, but he looked horrible. If you look at Ronaldo last few games, he looked terrible because he went to try to create anything. So, doesn't, I mean, unless you're like the creator who might be able to fashion a few things for yourself and maybe some others, once you're being starved of service, you will look bad. It doesn't matter who you are, unless maybe you have like a, a moment of magic. Yeah. Like, so, are you against, are you against us looking for someone who can? I'm not against it. I mean, like, no player bigger than top creator. Hmm? Are you okay with us going after a nine that can do well enough without like who creator? Like who? You see, like if we can find a player, but that's it. Which player will you find? And then, like I said, you're saying without a top creator, but now we're expecting Bruno and Pogba to be playing. So, like I said, Marshall never had that advantage. If you tell me, maybe if Pogba goes and you tell me, oh, that we need a nine who can do that. I'll, mm-hmm. I'll, I think it's hard pressed to find one, but if you can find me one, then yeah, a certain Martinez comes to mind. Lautaro Martinez. Yeah. 
<laughs> I don't know what gives me the idea that he can function without. I'm just, I'm just throwing names out there. I'm just throwing, throwing names out there. But I hope you also have a hundred million euros also throughout there as well. <laughs> like you said, I'm not the I'm not the one who deals with the money. They can they can figure that out themselves. But yeah, it's fair enough. It's fair to give, you know, Marshall to the end of not 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 necessarily give him to the end of the season, but just you know, watch what what we can do now that. We have a decent midfield. I think we are. I tell you, I think we are two two signings away from being a serious team. Maybe serious in uh, in the sense that um not necessarily challenging for trophies because I don't know, (laughs) I don't know, I don't know uh if if we're up to that level, yeah, but serious in the sense, just you know, like being in the top four consistently, just being in top four and um, giving giving the team a chance to a chance to build, um, and hopefully now that the manager has his players, quote unquote, we can see. Let's see where we're going. Right now, twelve unbeaten. Not necessarily something to celebrate because I'd rather have twelve wins in a row than just random one-one draws here and there. But um, because you know, obviously, United standard is high. But I think, I think uh, right now, the ship is kind of steady, and. Uh, see what you know going forward because i think i was pretty pissed off at the loss yesterday because i mean we lost to you know fluke not necessarily a fluke but like you know you know a a mess up at the back and we completely dominated the game especially when bruno and pogba on the field together greenwood as well so i'm i'm actually pretty uh enthusiastic about the rest of our games going forward. And uh, I dare say, I dare say we will be in the top four. I think Leicester's going to drop out. Mark, mark, mark my words. <laughs> I'm sitting here. I mean, that was good for us. But... Yeah, they, it was good for us. Um, and look, looking at their next games, you know, I think they have Everton, they have Everton, Arsenal, Liverpool, Spurs coming up so they had to win that game and they did it so I think and I think they have us as well yeah if I'm if I'm not mistaken they play us as well the last game of the season or something like that so yeah oh yeah also um <laughs> uh lastly this guy talking about uh <laughs> letting them on the bus what's his name oh <laughs> Thing is, I can picture it happening, but I'm sure someone would have probably stepped in some cool down. Yeah, I can actually picture it happening. Yeah, because that's just the kind of. Just curious, did Roy Keenan ever play in the same era? Did they? No, I think ever actually came the season. I think ever came 06, actually. Yeah, after he left. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that would have been an interesting dynamic. Because you have Roy Keane, who's like always like serious half the time. 
like he's always serious, sorry, the entire time, and 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 Evra, who's just just a clown. Yeah, but I mean, I think he would have respected his game. I think that's the most important thing to a guy like that. Yeah, for sure. For sure. For sure. Because, you know, as we say, ball doesn't lie. That's true. Ball doesn't lie. But yeah, um, that brings us to the end. Like I said, it's a short one today. It's just you and me. Uh, The other guys were occupied. So, um, yeah, we're glad about the you know project restarts going on well so far while enjoying ourselves football's back you know even though you know in the middle of a pandemic it's good to kind of have something that keeps people happy keeps people entertained and uh, a long way to continue looking forward to the next one week of Premier League football every single day yeah uh, last thing I'll predict early score line against Sheffield I don't know anything about lineups. Don't care. I'm going with the United 3 0 win. So I'll, I'll, I'll sign up with that. Just right up here. Yeah. 3 3 0, you say? I raise you 5 0. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't, do, do those guys have it in them to score 5? We'll see. We'll see. Uh, in fact, I'll go a step further and say that. I said, I'll go a step further and say that about them, especially. Yeah, why not? If I think if he starts, if he starts, he scores. Easy. Because I can guarantee you, like, seeing how much trouble we gave Spurs um, with both of them on the field, if they both start full 90, we are battering. Absolutely <laughs> battering Sheffield. We're battering a Dean Henderson-less Sheffield United because he can't play because he's a, he's a player, he's a lone player from our club. And I don't know who their number two is, but we are going to batter them if both of them start. It's my comeback to haunt me. <laughs> okay, thanks, Chris. Um, it's nice having you on here. Uh, hopefully, you know, we'll be back some other time to talk more football. Yes, sir. And that's all, folks. Stay safe, wash your hands, wear your masks. Don't leave your house that way, your mask, please. <laughs> please, and stay six feet away from people. And, uh, you know, as always, Black Lives Matter, most important thing. Um, yeah, and uh, we keep going. <laughs> Thank you.